Qiyah doesn't mean understanding. Linguistically, Sharia, a Shara is a, a watering place, a place where I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's at the top of my head, as I recall from any long time ago, uh, the word Shara, yani, or uh, one of the meanings, is a watering place. And the Sharia are or is the legislation which was revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to this ummah, yani the rules and the regulations and the legislation, what is halal, what is haram. Every ummah has shir'atan wa minhaja. Every ummah has its own sharia and its own set of laws about what's allowed and what is not allowed and so on. Fiqh, in a technical sense, is what we, is what we said. Uh, fiqh is knowing the sharia, understanding the sharia. The sharia is the laws that Allah sent down, the, the rules, the laws that Allah sent down. Fiqh is knowing those laws through ijtihad. Fiqh is knowing those laws through the process of ijtihad, the process of extracting the rulings from the Qur'an and the Sunnah. If a Muslim is left inheritance from a non-Muslim family member, can I take it? We give this as a very clear example that you cannot take it. The Prophet ﷺ said, لا يارث المسلم الكافر ولا الكافر المسلم A Muslim does not inherit anything from a kafir, nor does a kafir inherit anything from a Muslim. However, there is one uh, exception to this, or one area we have to ask about, and that is the issue of al-wasiyya. As you know, from those of you who studied inheritance with me last time, inheritance is split up into two areas. That which is part of Islamic law, and then al-wasiyya. Al-wasiyya is when you gift somebody wealth. And you can't gift inheritance to an inheritor. In other words, you cannot gift inheritance to your son or your daughter. You cannot gift inheritance to your wife or to your mother or your father. But you can gift inheritance to your best friend, for example. This is called a bequest, a wasiyya, a bequest. A wasiyya must not exceed 30% or 33% yani, of a third, yani, of the wealth. The Prophet ﷺ said, Give a third if you must, and giving a third is a lot, yani, it's too much. Right? But a third is the most that you can, can give. So conditions for uh, a wasiyya, a bequest, is that it should not be more than one-third of the estate and it must not be to someone who would ordinarily inherit. Like you can't say, look, a third goes to my son and then everyone else inherits the rest. No. A third goes to a charity, a third goes to my friend, a third goes for the sake of Allah, a third goes to the poor. You can give up to a third. But it's not recommended to give a third because the Prophet said, And giving a third is a lot. But if you wish, you can give a quarter or a fifth of your estate. Now, the issue then comes 
What about the wasiyah of a kafir? So a non-Muslim, and I'm not directly inheriting from them, they say, I'm leaving you one quarter of my estate as a wasiyah. This requires, there's an opinion from the scholars that it's allowed, and I don't recall the details of the mas'ala, is, 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 the, is the correct opinion that it's allowed or not. But there is an opinion from the scholars that a wasiyah is allowed from a kafir because it's not al-irth, it's not inheritance. It's a bequest, and it's where you say, right, for example, my, my Muslim neighbor has always been good to me, I left him 20% of my estate. This is a different issue. But if you are, an inhe- if you are an, a person who would ordinarily inherit from that person, then the wasiyah, it doesn't count in the first place. And therefore, it is inheritance. And inheritance is not allowed with a difference of religion. Okay. Very quickly, and these are the last two questions we'll take. If someone prays a fard not on time, for example, prays asr at 6.30 p.m. when he has the ability, let's just make it easier, let's say 7.30. Because 6.30, Maghrib Adhan has not gone. And so 6.30, his salah is okay, is valid. He prays Asr at 7.30 p.m. When he has the ability to pray at 4 p.m. Is it makru or haram? It's not just haram, but if he does it deliberately, it's invalid. And the rajih, the correct opinion among Ahlul Ilm is there is no qada. And if he deliberately misses his prayer beyond its time, deliberately and knowingly, then his salah is invalid and he is not considered to be a Muslim. And he is not considered to be a Muslim according to the rajih, the correct opinion of the scholars in this matter. There is no qada. This qada, there is no such thing as qada of the salah in Islam for the one who deliberately misses the prayer. For the one who deliberately misses the prayer, there is no qada, there is only tawbah. And the one who says, I deliberately choose not to pray asr today on, in its time until I will not pray asr yani, until tomorrow, or I will not pray asr until maghrib, or I will not pray asr until isha, then this person has no qada, there is no qada for them. There is only tawbah and returning to Islam and asking Allah to forgive them and praying many nawafil. As for the person who there is qada for, the person who forgot, the person who slept in, the person who didn't realize that Asr finished at 7 o'clock, they thought that Asr finished at 8 o'clock, and all of these people, or the one who was unable to pray for some reason, they fainted, or they got themselves in an emergency situation that they could not pray, this person, there is qada. But the person who deliberately leaves the prayer, there is no qada, there is only a tawbah. And this is not just haram, but this is ridda, yani apostasy. If, a, if someone's money is haram, and the nisab and hawl are present, do they have to pay zakah? Again, yani I, don't, I don't recall the details of when, of course, yani they have to pay zakah, but I don't recall the details of what they pay and what they don't when, the, when their wealth is haram. If a parent dies and his son is kafir, but becomes a Muslim after the parent dies, does he inherit? If he becomes a Muslim before the wealth is distributed, then as far as I recall, he inherits. If he becomes Muslim before the estate is 
shared out. But this is a mas'ala khilafiyah, yani, as far as I remember. Yani, so I'm just from the top of my head. What I recall, absolutely from the top of my head, is that if the person becomes Muslim before the inheritance is distributed, then they are considered to be a Muslim for the purpose of the inheritance. And if they do not become Muslim until after the inheritance is distributed, then they are not considered to be a Muslim for the purpose of inheritance. It's not like if they become Muslim a year later that you then go back to the other children and say, give me a share of his money and then we will give it to him. They could do that as a gift, but it would not be like a part of the ruling of uh, Al-Islam. When a person prays taraweeh with the Imam until Witr and then gets up at night for further prayers, Someone told he can pray one rak'ah to cancel the witr already prayed and then pray again with witr. There is no dalil for this. Even though it is the opinion of, of many of the scholars, there is no dalil. Rather, what he should do is pray witr with the imam and then pray after witr whatever he wants, but don't repeat the witr. This is the sunnah. As for this issue of standing up to cancel witr, there is no dalil. There is no evidence for this. Even though it is the opinion of many of our shuyukh, our scholars said so. I'm no doubt, it's not like a, it's not a crazy opinion, but it doesn't have an evidence for it. Rather, the sunnah is as in the hadith of Abi Huraira, radiyallahu an, fa'usani khalili, an utira qabla an anam, aw kamaqal. He said, my beloved advised me to pray witr before I go to sleep. What did Abu Huraira used to do when he woke up for the night prayer? He used to cancel the rakah and pray some. No, he used to pray the night prayer. He used to pray witr when he went to sleep and then get up and pray the night prayer without witr. This is the sunnah. There is no evidence for this cancelling of the rakah. There's no delete for this at all. And there is no requirement for witr to be the last prayer. Of course, this is the sunnah for witr to be the last prayer, but there is no requirement for it. If you want to pray with the imam and finish with the imam, so you pray witr with the imam. And then inshallah you get up and pray whatever you wish from Qiyamul Layl, inshallah, without praying witr twice. Because the Prophet ﷺ forbade praying witr twice in one night. Uh, as for in the, uh, the last 10 days where a lot of the people pray, uh, they pray taraweeh and then they pray Qiyam. Then if the Imam is going to do witr at the end of Qiyam, just leave it until the end of Qiyam. And he just... And don't pray it after taraweeh. I mean, it depends. Like, for example, here, they usually don't pray witr after taraweeh in the last 10 days. But in, for example, the haram in, in Makkah and Medina, they pray witr twice. And one imam prays witr at taraweeh time, and one imam prays witr at tahajjud time. So leave the witr with the imam at taraweeh. Or if you wish, you can enter the witr with the intention of a nafil prayer and stand up afterwards yani. but it's better you just don't just don't pray the witr with the imam and then when the when the uh, the qiyam time comes you pray the witr with the imam and Allah knows best uh, we had one more on the sister's side and absolutely the last one is consuming certain type of seafoods like prawns crabs and squid makruh ah wallah it is halal this opinion that they are makruh is an opinion of the Hanafis and it does not have a dalil. It has a dalil, but the dalil is very weak. The dalil is that they said uh, in some narrations of certain, certain hadith, it mentions fish 
and it doesn't mention other sea creatures. But the Prophet said, It is the one whose water is purifying and everything in it which dies is halal. Unless it's poisonous or something like that. And everything which dies in the sea is halal from those things which live in the sea and die in the sea. Those things which live in the sea and die in the sea. And therefore there is no... There is no issue with that at all. And there is no dalil for the opinion of the Hanafis that shellfish and crabs and squid are haram because they are not fish. Because there is no, the wording of the hadith is general. And there is no authentic wording which says its fish are halal and its water is purifying. Rather the wording is everything in it is halal or everything in it that dies is halal and every on its water is purifying. Its water is purifying and its dead is halal, meaning everything. And Allah knows best. Is reading novels haram or mubah? Certainly has question marks over it. Reading novels definitely have question marks over it because I know the asal is that they are from al kadhib from lying. Because they didn't happen. That person didn't say that speech, didn't do that thing, so therefore they are a form of they are a form of lying. Maybe there are conditions and circumstances under which it might be allowed. Allahu alam. But it's certainly questionable. And Allah knows best. Okay. Remember, we have a class next week, huh? Just because it's Ramadan, we have two classes now in Ramadan next week and the week after. Because it will not be the last 10 days. So, you, inshallah, guys, will be able to come.